I'm Mike Taylor, the Barber's Voice, and today's podcast is about skin fades. So skin fades have to be the most popular haircut of all time, right? We all keep thinking they're going to go out, but they're not. They're very popular in the barber shop. And to be fair, they're great for us because they keep some clients coming in weekly, even every other day sometimes I've here. So how do you cut a skin fade? This is what loads of my students, they come to me and that's what they want to know. That's all they worry about. It's a bit scary the way all they do worry about is skin fades. But I also find other barbers. They're always comparing notes on how do you do your skin fade. And it's really, really ridiculous because... We're very artistic. We're in an artistic trade and there is so many different ways to do anything. But with skin fades, the most popular ways people talk about is going up the grades, going down the grades, or leaving a big line around someone's head and then skin fading up to that, then blending the line out. So let's talk about the different ways that I just mentioned, the three different ways to do a skin fade. I'm finding a lot of the cool kids prefer to put the big lines in, stab it in around the head, and then skin fade to it, then blend it out. Personally, I don't think this is the best way to skin fade. I think it takes far too long. And at the end of the day, we're tradespeople, we're in the barber shop to make money. I was always taught, don't put a line in to take a line out. But the amazing thing is, 95% of my staff in the barbershops come from my training academy. And then I pop into the barbershop and they're all putting the lines in. So it's the cool way to skin fade. And I can't get my head around it really because I don't see their skin fades any better than my skin fades. A very good majority of my clients come back to me. So that's all you can do is do the proof in the pudding. If your clients are coming back to you, then you're doing a good job. So why would you want all that extra work? But in the academy, as I always talk about standardization, we and the educators, we all got together because with the skin phase, there's so many different ways to do it. Even the three ways I've mentioned, there's so different interpretations of them ways that we had to get together and agree a way to skin fade. And this was one thing in the academy I didn't agree on because we said as their learners, we should work down the grades to make it a lot easier for them and i find again that's very time consuming if you're going to do a three then a two then a one then a half then you're going to go in then you're going to blend it but if it's the easier way and the student can get it and get the skills and find their own way afterwards i agreed maybe this is the best way to teach students how to skin fade me personally i go the other way I'll go straight in with my zero and flick out so I'm not leaving a massive line and then take the bulk away, blend it in. And then if I am foiling, I'll work down after that and take it down to the skin. That to me is the most efficient and quickest way to do a skin fade. I remember once a big company, a big barbering company that does training come to me and said, Mike, I've got one trainer that goes out and teaches to put a line in when they skin fade and the other that says never put a line in. What is right and what is wrong? And I was like, to be completely honest, none of them are right. 
and none of them are wrong. But you're going to have to get them to agree one way to do it so that you're standardised. Because again, standardisation, you can't have one person saying one thing and one person saying another thing. So people are really thinking, what is the reason for this uh, podcast? The main reason is, is skin fades is the hot ticket out there. There's so many people get so boastful about this is the way you do it, but there is no way to do it. As long as the way works for you and works for your customers, that is the way to do a skin fade. But if you are teaching or you have an apprentice or you're helping someone, think of the easiest way that you think that they're going to be able to get it. Because the one thing that I've learned over years and years and years and years of teaching is if you put the big deep line in, a novice, a student will never get that out. And then their confidence is knocked when their clients leave with a big line around their head. So think about that. Really think about, okay, I can do that and that works for me. But sometimes when you're teaching it, think maybe that's not the best way for someone that's just starting out to learn it. And again, the reason for this podcast is it's just to get us all talking and get us to the right place. Because I always find with barbers, we're very insular. We're very much like, I'm the best, I'm the best. They don't know what they're on about. Where I completely disagree. I don't think any of us are the best. And I think the more we share and the more we agree, the better our profession will become. So with doing a podcast on skin fades, the one thing I really did want to talk about was the thing that makes it a skin fade, the foils. And to me, I am not a massive fan of this tool. It's the beast. I've taught all over the world. And when I was in Hong Kong, India, a lot of guys I know that do Afro hair, they won't touch this tool. And the reason is with some hair, if you go that short, it's curly, it can protrude back and it can really, really cause problems. I'm seeing on the high street, a lot of people with red lumps at the back of their head. And that to me is ingrown hairs and not clean foils. Because I've watched and observed a lot of barbers and they go around with the foils and they go in all different directions. But what you've got to realise is the foil will take it shorter than what a razor blade will take the hair because you're going in all different directions. So you're cutting right into the skin. And that's fine if the hair's not curly or your foils are brand new and they're brand spanking, they're absolutely clean. But if there's some dirt in there, from the last person that you cut, that dirt will be going into the next client's skin and can really cause a bad bacterial infection. I do really have a gripe with foils and I think people need the education about them because there's a different thing to me from fading the hair and skin fading the hair. Skin fading takes so much longer, but not just to perform a good service of it, to clean the foils out. Cleaning the foils should take you at least 10 minutes. You should pull them all apart, clean every little bit of any skin bacteria, spray them, UV them for the next client. And to do that, we are not charging enough. Realistically, skin fades using foils should be 40 pound plus. Think about it. And it's a tool that don't last long. We're always replacing them heads. 
So I just find in barbershops, we need the education. We need to start thinking about not just grabbing these foils for any haircut is has the person got the right type of hair to have foils? Keep into one direction, up and down. Don't go round and everywhere because you can get ingrown hairs and making sure your foils are clean. So that's what I want to really get out of this podcast is fading's brilliant. And it's been brilliant for the barbershop. Fades have always been there, but fades have never been so popular as they are now. And I think they're here to stay. I think people love having their hair short. And like I said, they generate big business. It's never been a time where there's so many barbershops everywhere, but people are coming in weekly for their fade. So they are a great tool for us. They are a great thing to have on our menu. They bring in us a lot of revenue. But... We grab for the foils in this country far too easy without the education. And we all need to be saying to each other, foil fades need to go right up. So just to sum up, I do love fades. I love anything barbering. And in my 30 something years of being in the barbershop, I've never seen such a trend of a cut as a fade. It's the biggest one ever. And it has the most followers. The kids love it. Half the time when they're coming into the colleges to learn barbering, it's just to learn to fade. But I do want to say, get great at fading. Find your own way. There is no one way. But when you learn from wherever you're learning, learn their way and then find your own way. But there's a big barbering world out there. Longer hair, traditional cuts, learning how to scissor over comb, psychobilly cuts, mod cuts, indie cuts there's so much that goes with this trade don't just be stuck on just being a one trick pony fader please 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 really 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 get into barbering because you're going to absolutely love it and dare i say fades won't last forever but people have been saying that for the last few years and they're still kicking about strongly but they won't fashion's changing all the time so broaden your horizon but all i'm saying is I don't think there's one way to fade. There's loads of different ways to fade. And whatever works for you and your clients works. So this was a little bit of a different podcast today. It was aimed at sort of students or people that want to get into barbering, or sometimes even the clients that have a fade, for me to help as much as I can and inspire you. Fades are great, but they're not everything. Barbering is everything. The barber shop and being a barber will set you up for life. Fading won't. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I've enjoyed doing it for you guys. Any questions, info at MikeTaylorEducation.com. Any suggestions of what you want me to do next, I'm all ears. See you soon. 